the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're on, Doc. <laughs> I'm hot. Okay. I don't know what you're doing with that music the past few weeks, but it sounds like... <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Cause it sounds fine here. <laughs> yeah, well, tell Joe to fix it. I'll get right on that. I think I'll tell way, Robert. Doc- yeah, I'm, I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. We're doing a show. I got Ken by my side, and uh, we do this every Sunday, 9 to 10 a.m. We're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube as well, and we're glad to have you on the show. Delighted and to have you. Absolutely. Without you, we'd just be talking to each other. I'm telling you. So, uh, you know, I got back from vacation, what, week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so Sunday, last Sunday, I did my show and I went to bed and I woke up at one in the morning on Monday morning with acute belly pain, abdominal pain. Oh, my. I mean, I've never had pain like that. First, I thought, well, maybe I'm constipated or I have gas or I'm getting a virus or whatever. It just got worse and worse. Finally, I'm begging my wife to take me to the hospital. And um, I am ashen. I'm I'm about as white as a sheet and uh, sweating profusely. And uh, I go into the ER and they're like, oh, my God, he's having a heart attack. And I'm like, no, no, this is my belly. I'm having a belly attack. And so they quickly rule out a heart attack, and I'm begging. I mean, Ken, I am begging them for narcotics. Wow. Like, oh, please, God, please give me something. So they gave me some morphine, and that didn't do it. I said, you got to give me something more. So then they gave me Dilaudid, which is stronger, but they only gave me a, a 0.5 milligram dose, which is a, a weenie dose, you know, for a guy my size. I said, guys, please. Finally, they got it calmed down and uh, went over and had a CAT scan had a loop of my jejunum of small intestine, which was uh, infarcted, ischemic, no blood flow to it. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm headed for surgery. So I went into the ICU, and uh, the pain gradually subsided uh, throughout the day. And so the radiologist, uh, Dr. Stone, a good guy, he said, let's repeat the CT scan and see if if it's still ischemic, because, you know, the bowel the small bowel is very vascular. It's like the face, and uh, it, it comes back quickly, unlike the large bowel, which is much thicker and less vascular. And so uh, we repeated it, and dang, if, if it hadn't come back to life. No kidding. So I avoided the knife, and uh, so Dr. Lanza, the intensivist, and I, we were discussing it. Uh, what What's the cause of this? Because... I don't have high blood pressure, or at least it's under control, and I'm not diabetic. And my cholesterol is excellent. I don't have gout. I don't have any autoimmune diseases, inflammatory processes. I haven't had any blood clots in my legs or anywhere before. And uh, I said, you know, I bet you it's COVID. And he said, what do you, why? I said, well, 
I didn't tell anybody this, and don't tell anybody, Ken, because I don't want to. <laughs> uh, the secret's safe with me, Doc. Okay, good. So <laughs> we actually had COVID on the cruise, but we had our Paxlovid with us, and we didn't say anything. <laughs> Because we didn't want to get locked in our room. You know? Sure. <laughs> we didn't want to get uh, – so we just went around like, you know, nothing was wrong. I'm sure a lot of people went home and had, had a case of COVID, but we had fun, so who cares? <laughs> so at any rate, we took our Paxlovid. We were better the next day. And, uh, and so I did a literature research, and guess what? You know, blood clotting is one of the complications of COVID, and even the Omicron, which doesn't affect the – the lungs, it's upper respiratory tract, and it's not as severe. It can still precipitate autoimmune reactions and clotting reactions. And the mechanism uh, is thought to be ACE2 receptors uh, present at the level of the intestinal wall and of the enterocytes, uh, which are part of the little cells that are part of the bowel wall. The ACE2 uh, receptors are related to the ACE inhibitor receptors that we target with uh, things like lisinopril. Uh, for blood pressure and heart failure and other things. So um, apparently that was it, dude, believe it or not. And you know what the mortality rate is in a guy my age? Pretty high, I imagine. 20%. Yeah. So wow. I was I was talking with one of the guys at the hospital after we had our, our pharmacy and therapeutics committee meeting. He's the information uh, guy that sits on the committee. And I said, do you know what the mortality rate is? And he said, no. I said, it's 20% in my age group. He said, Doc, you're not the average 75-year-old. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and you know what my son said? He said, Pops, nothing's going to kill you. Yeah. I'm convinced. <laughs> so I got out Tuesday, and uh, uh, Tuesday afternoon I went home, and I was feeling pretty good. And we decided, uh, Lance and I decided that I should be on a blood thinner. So I started on low-dose Zeralto, which is one of the newer uh, blood thinners, Eliquis and Zeralto are the two that we're using now for atrial fibrillation and uh, where there's a potential for clots coming from the heart and, and different things. We use it for deep vein uh, clots in the legs and uh, uh, for clots in the lungs. After you get out of the hospital, we put you on, on that. So at any rate, I'm started that on a low dose. And hope, hopefully, I don't have a bleed somewhere. Oh my god! Yeah, don't nick yourself while shaving. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, the uh, the research shows that there's a, a rare but uh, certainly reported cases. You know, maybe a few hundred around the world of this complication, and uh, it's uh, it's fascinating. I have not been giving anticoagulants to people with COVID. Uh, who have been calling me lately because I didn't think that the Omicron um, had that potential. But uh, apparently I'm going to have to start doing that again. I was doing that with the Alpha and the Delta strains. I gave people the uh, Paxlovid antibiotic, prednisone, you know, the cortisone, and also uh, five days of anticoagulation. So I guess I have to start doing that again, Ken. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's more serious than we realize, you know. And apparently I mean, more painful. You were on the oh, you, you were at a ten there, weren't you? <laughs> oh, I was at an I was at a twelve. I I have never had pain like that. Maybe a, a, one of my worst migraines was at that level. But this, you know, gut ischemia, uh, decreased blood flow to the gut, is a very 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 painful thing. It's right up there at the tip top. Well, I'm glad so, you're okay. Yeah, and guess what? Wednesday morning, 
What? She said, you're okay. Go to work. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm like, I, just, I, w- I was at death's door. She says, you're not now. <laughs> <laughs> is that no. the first time you had COVID? No, this is the third or fourth time. Hmm. Okay. You think the vaccines have any play in that at all? Some people say, you know, all these, all these troubles and side effects are all vaccine related. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is completely false. And the small number of people who have uh, who have had uh, uh, myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, uh, are far outweighed by the number of people who had the actual virus and got uh, heart-related complications. In fact, one of the young doctors who's in our office now, uh, he had it, and he said he had palpitations for months. Hmm. And so I guess he had a little mild inflammation of the heart. So it it it's uh, all these although these are rare complications, Ken. They are complications, and you need to take it seriously. And if you do have it, uh, you know, get in and see somebody. Get on some Paxlovid and anti-inflammatories like prednisone and a blood thinner, and uh, take care of yourself. So we're still recommending uh, the another shot, an uh, update for the uh, people over sixty-five. Yeah, I think we're still waiting for it to be released. I can't. I I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's out there and it's ready to be released. So we'll see what happens. Well, when you get it, let me know because uh, <laughs> I haven't yeah. gotten it at all yet. And I'm, I've been following your advice to a T. Except for fresh the, air. The fresh air. The fresh air thing I haven't licked yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> You're trying, huh? You're trying your best for God, country, and the American way there of life. There you go. You know that. Get myself a cape. Fly around. So uh, Israel is expanding their ground operations, and all around the world people are protesting. And, you know, the anti-Semitism is very, very much alive and much stronger than most people thought. It's off the charts all of a sudden, and it's just been hidden. It's just been bubbling under, hasn't it? We thought we licked it in this country, but we didn't. No, no. Not, not even close. Not at all. And even growing up uh, half Jewish, you, I, I got a lot of it when I was a kid. Of course, that I was, was kind a, of, you know, a, people riding rough. horses then. So it's. A... Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was back in the dark ages. <laughs> but uh, I was enough of a roughneck that nobody really did anything to me. But it's still there, obviously. Yeah. Oh, it's still there. And did you see where they uh, they took over the Brooklyn Bridge, I guess? Yesterday. I hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah, they uh, First, they stormed Grand Central Station, and then they went out and uh, climbed up on the Brooklyn Bridge and tried to take that over, too. So, And, I, you know, what I don't understand is, is, is why, these, uh, why these jurisdictions and these colleges are tolerating this, Ken. I mean, this is, this is hate, this is, and this is what the left is always yelling about, hate right. crimes and hate speech. What the hell is this? It's about as hateful as you can get. Uh, you can't get any more hateful than to say kill all without Jews. actually killing them. Yeah, I mean, you know, what, what kind of what kind of a, a horrible person chops the head off of babies for God's yeah. sakes? I mean, this is the Holocaust, uh, and uh, Israel has every right to defend itself and fight back. And if it were up to me, I would tell them wipe out the whole damn Gaza Strip. I mean, come on. Explain to me how how uh, people who are so entrenched in Islamic fundamentalism and hatred of Jews, uh, how they can be innocent when the mothers are telling the kids, 
if you get a chance, kill Jews. I mean, what you know, what what kind of mother does this? I and uh, yeah. uh, it it just doesn't make any sense, Ken. It it it's it defies all logic, but it's just a whole different way of looking at the world. It is uh, related to tied to uh, deep brainwashing from infancy forward, and uh, I don't know how we're going to undo this other than to stand up to it. Now the Republicans are saying they want to stop people coming in from uh, Islamic countries who are espousing anti-Semitic sentiment. Uh, you know, the, the Democrats have been funded by, by the left-wing Jews. Do you think this will wake them up? Do you think they'll figure it out? No, um, I don't. No, I don't either. Because money is, money is everything in politics. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't do you any good if you're in a concentration camp. Well, that's, that's true, yeah. I mean, you look at George Soros and his family, they're Jews, and uh, they're big funders, and there's just a whole host of uh, of left-wing wealthy Jews who are funding these uh, these crazy Democrats. They're not going to change. No, I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't, you can you got to change them. you got to get them out of there. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I think that they, too, are a lot like the uh, fundamentalist uh, Muslims in that they have been brainwashed from infancy. Uh, and the uh, Jewish socialist uh, uh, mantra, and I don't know how you undo that. I just don't. I mean, it, it's just tough. You show them pictures of babies being beheaded by people, and that, that should do it. I mean, it, it, it worked in World War Two. I mean, you've got... You got People went into World War II or didn't want to go into World War II. They didn't want to get involved. And, you know, what they do ever do to us? They're not hurting us, that kind of thing. But once they attacked Pearl Harbor, things change. And I think that happened with uh, 9-11 as well, obviously. You saw that. Everybody was behind George Bush to get in there and blow something up. Yeah, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but, uh, it, did, it did fade. You're right. It faded. And, and I said... I said at 9-11, uh, right after that happened and, and Bush made his speech, I said, oh, my God, we're headed for a civil war. This is going to divide the country. And it did. And uh, all of my left-wing friends, you know, within months, they're like, we're over it. You know, <laughs> We deserved it. <laughs> How did we deserve it? You know what? Well, we displaced the, uh, the Palestinians and we did this and that. We didn't displace Palestinians. The, the whole setup there was by the British. It wasn't us. Did you know that? Uh, the, I, the UN did some of that. The British went in and they uh, they said, you you got to make room for the Jews. And uh, the Palestinians fought back and the British fought them and drove them, drove them out of, of certain areas. So the Jews would have somewhere. And uh, the Palestinians said, we don't want to live with Jews. We don't like Jews and we want to kill Jews. Uh, well, Emigrate to Saudi Arabia, you know? Yeah, yeah no, well, nobody wants the Palestinians. That's right, exactly. They have been booted out of everywhere. And there's so much land over there. I mean, you, you think that, that Saudi Arabia could carve out a little piece of desert for them? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they're, they're a huge country. Yeah, and, give uh, an oil well. Let them. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, it's empty land, but who wants them? I mean,. And now the Biden administration is back to this two-state policy, which was what uh, uh, 
uh, Carter and, and uh, Clinton and, you know, all the left-wingers wanted back well, that, that the was the, Wasn't that the original plan from the U.N., though, to give the Palestinians some land somewhere, then they carve out something? I, yeah, but, but uh, they, they just couldn't get them all on a boat and ship them out. I don't know what happened. I don't know where, where that all went bad, <laughs> but it did. Here, have this water. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Uh, you, you may be right. Uh, but here's the thing. If you give the Palestinians a state, if you make them, if you allow them to be a recognized state and they get passports, guess where they're all coming? Mm. They're coming here. Yeah, well, eventually. They're coming but, here. Yeah. And uh, do we want more fundamentalistic Muslims coming into the country? Of course not. And and, and, and fomenting anti-Semitism and, and, you know, if they get a majority, you know, then we'll have Sharia instead of our own constitutional law. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll just change the whole complex of our society and it'll be the end of this great experiment. And that's not to say that we should keep Muslims out, but we should certainly make it clear that if you're going to come here, You've got to abide by the same rules that everybody else does. And, and, and there are Muslim countries who have no trouble doing that. I mean, look at places like Dubai, and these are incredibly successful areas. All oil, money, but they've learned to, you know, not blow up Israel. Well, I think that a lot of people, a lot of the countries in the Middle East are prospering, like Saudi Arabia and uh, the the Gulf states and uh they don't want to get involved because they don't want to disrupt their economies. They don't want to disrupt their their path towards uh, 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 modernization. I mean, you know, you look at Saudi Arabia, it's still there's a lot of rural areas where people are are uh, living in basically in ignorance and uh, uh, hatred of uh, non-Muslims. And um, it takes time to change that, as the crown prince said a few years ago, so I'm on TV he said, you know, this is the, the, these are rural areas. These are primitive people, and it'll take a while to change them. Generations, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and I, well, I don't, I don't know how many, but certainly it's going to take at least one or two generations because the kids, although with, with the cell phones now and the kids all talking to each other worldwide and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and all <laughs> that, you know, the whole complex of the world has changed. I mean. You can you can talk to anybody anywhere. I told you the story about my son when he had a tragedy in his life when he was a young teenager, and uh, he he sent it out on his Facebook page. I mean, people from all over the world were sending uh, condolences to him, from England, from Australia. That was like wow, yeah. They knew about it before I did. <laughs> I mean, within an hour, it was all over the world, and. Uh, so that that's that's the reality of our world now, Ken. You're 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 a dinosaur, buddy boy. <laughs> no, I use the Facebook, but I don't use the rest of them. But you're not extinct. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> close. Like, you're getting close, dude. <laughs> well, it's like just like yesterday when Matthew Perry died. I mean, everybody knew within two or three hours, just because of the uh, social media. Oh yeah. Something like that. Twenty years ago, it would have taken few, uh, like probably your next newscast. So it could have been six hours before. Would have been another newscast. Yeah. So you know, you might not have known until the nightly news back then. Yeah. So uh, now the. Uh, so maybe that'll make it a smaller world for everybody. And you're right; the generations to come may have better understanding. And you know, Robert Card, this guy up in uh, Maine, 
who did the mass shooting, uh, the police across Maine had been alerted to him a few months before. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I, it was something about a mental health examination, or wasn't it? Well, he made veiled threats towards his coworkers and some people at the uh, at the armory or the National Guard post or whatever. And so law enforcement was told to be on the lookout for him. Go arrest his ass. Yes. Well, yeah. If... <laughs> what? Look out, nothing. He's making threats. That's illegal. That's a federal crime. You're right. That's Just a state go crime. Go get him. Go get him. Go pick him up. Lock him up. Why aren't we locking these people up, Ken? Why are we letting them out on the street? Why are we letting them keep their guns? I don't get it. I, I've told you a hundred times, it's the judges in this country. Well, and the lawyers, yeah. And the lawyers, right. And now some legislature, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Illinois, first state in the union, no bail, no cash bail. Just walk that, out. They arrest you, they fingerprint you, they send you down home. That's insane. It is. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. It makes absolutely no sense. And if there's no, and like I said, in Singapore, there's hardly any crime because you know, nobody wants to go to jail or be hung. I mean, what? You know, yeah, you were, well, what you're saying, couple, you're saying a, a drug deal is like a death sentence there. Oh yeah, you import narcotics for sale, and uh, they hang you. Yeah, see, <laughs> they they actually refer to it as the gallows. They don't they don't use any they don't waste any uh, medications to you know make your heart stop. String you up, yeah. They string up. They put a rope around your neck, tie a sandbag to your feet, open the platform, and bam. And what was it? Was theft like a five-year sentence or something? Burglary, like five uh, years? Shoplifting. Shoplifting. That's right. Five years. Five yeah, years. That's what we need. <laughs> no, you know the people that just go nuts. They melt down here. Well, they're just kids, you know, and they don't have anything. They're all healthy as they can be, and they've got. Tons of uh, cell phones and and accoutrements and four hundred four hundred dollars sneakers, yeah, right. Four hundred dollars sneakers and a pistol <laughs> that probably paid five hundred bucks for yeah. if they didn't steal it. I know. I don't know, Ken. You got to put them in jail. You got to put them in jail. You got to lock people up, and you and the and the crazy people. You have to be be able to institutionalize them and uh, get their guns away from them and get them on medication and make sure that they're not hallucinating anymore and make sure that they have follow-up. And like I've said, but we need a lot more social workers in this country, and it's not that big of a cost, you know, a few billion dollars a year to uh, really flood the country with social workers who are trained in uh, uh, child abuse and mental illness and, and things like this so that they can uh, identify and uh, and uh, assist in getting these people directed towards the right kind of help. And we were went downtown to eat dinner last night, and I mean, I'm just in St. Pete. I'm just I, I'm stunned at the people that are just walking around on the street that are crazy as a bed bug, mumbling to themselves as they go along. Yeah, and and oh my God, uh, it just it, it is stunning and. Uh, and everybody just walks around like, oh, yeah, they're just part of the landscape. I mean. Uh, just put on the blinders and keep going, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're walking back to the car, and there's some guy laying on the street. And he's, hey, what you doing, man? <laughs> I'm walking away from you. That's right. you <laughs> getting my butt out of your territory. What here. it takes is the political will. That's it. You got to have the political will. And you got to have somebody strong enough to implement it. 
I mean, we, we can't have uh, a guy that, uh, that that can hardly stand up without assistance running the country and mumbling to himself and and then falling back on old uh, old non-functional solutions, non-plus solutions like a two-state uh, uh, solution to the Israeli-Palestinians. Uh, yeah, it's and been that, tried for the last 40 years. It's not going to work, so let's come up with something new. Yeah. It's not going to work. And the, Palis- and the Israelis are not going to put up with that. Because no. then the Palestinians could get even more help. Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, the I mean, come on. How's Ma- Hamas and Hezbollah? They went to Iran to train. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, where they, that's the root of the problem, Iran, right there. Part of it. Part of it is this Islamic fundamentalism that's being preached to these kids. And the Quran itself, which says that if you're not a Muslim, you're basically you're inferior. And if you're a Christian or a Jew, you're people of the book, then uh, patience can be shown to the people of the book, the Christians and the Jews. But uh, the Muslims are supposed to take care of them as children. So guess what? In most predominantly Muslim countries like Malaysia, if you're not a Muslim, you ain't got no vote. (laughs) If you're in Pakistan, you ain't got no vote. You can't even own a business without a, a Muslim having more than 50% ownership with you. Did you know that? Sounds more communism than anything else. It's fascism, dude. Fascism. <laughs> okay. The state doesn't own, uh, doesn't own it. Uh, you can own it. But, but uh, you're going to get my cut. Right, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the state will tell you how you're going to own it and what you can and cannot own. Well, you know, the uh, the folks who live in Saudi Arabia— and in Dubai and other places like that, they're Muslim. They honor the Koran, yet they don't try and kill us all the time. Why the difference? Well, I think that uh, the Sauds, I think that uh, at least some of the rich Sauds were behind 9-11. So, I mean, I've never doubted that. That, yeah. I think, pretty much been proven. You're right, yeah. But uh, in order to keep the peace with, with the with the uh, crown there, we we kind of downplayed it and didn't go after some of the uh, family members. And remember, there's uh, several families that have come out of that sod line, and the sods were the the top dog. And these other families, like uh, Osama bin Laden, the bin Ladens, they got booted to the side, and they weren't happy about it either. Mm-hmm. And that was a well-to-do family. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the other tribes are not happy with the sods, and uh, they have. Uh, done everything they can to upend the apple cart, including come after us. So. It's very complicated, isn't it? It's just so complicated. Well, there's just a lot of players in it, too, and there's a lot of money. I mean, you know, you've given, basically, the the sods went from, uh, you know, a a medieval culture and in 100 years have uh, jumped into the 21st century, at least some of them. Because of the vast amounts of money they have. Well, you know, you you can't just hand somebody money and expect them to know how to use it uh, uh, wisely and with uh, with uh, some morality and some humane uh, aspects to it. It's just not that simple, Ken. People, you can't you can't take somebody who's lived in poverty all their life and give them a uh, million dollars and expect them to know what to do with it. They're not going to know. No, they, they'll, it, they'll be broke it, before it, you know it. It takes time. It takes time to learn how to handle money. Even for somebody who's raised in the upper middle class, you know, it, it takes time. And uh, you got to let the kids struggle a little bit. But 
that's why you give them a little savings account and um, help them out and get them going and uh, get them a credit card so they can get some credit and, and help them get set up for retirement. That's that's part of the learning process. But, Speaking of helping and, people out, I'd like to help people get a cup of coffee. And I got two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs to give away. Yahoo! <laughs> to the first person with the correct answer. At 877-969-8600, that's 877-969-8600. Today's question, if you've been listening to the show, you know the answer already because we talked about it at the very beginning. What did Doc come down with? Uh, that took him to the hospital. What? 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 Monday, Monday morning. What time? Was it Monday morning? Yeah, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Monday morning, Doc came down with something. A lot of pain. Took him to the hospital. He's okay. But what did he come down with? First correct answer at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. will win. Ain't that right, Doc? You got it, buddy boy. And I'm at uh, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Go change your depends. Grab a cup of Joe. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. China's foreign minister says the road to an expected meeting between President Xi Jinping and President Joe Biden would not be, quote, smooth sailing. In a meeting between the foreign minister Wang Yi and Biden, together with the latter's top aides, both sides agreed to work hard toward a bilateral meeting on the sidelines of a summit in San Francisco next month. In a statement released by China's foreign ministry, though, they said they, the two sides cannot rely on autopilot to make this particular meeting happen. A group of poultry producers, including the world's biggest, are asking a federal judge to dismiss his ruling that they polluted an Oklahoma watershed. Arkansas-based Tyson Foods is leading the way. And trade and economy officials from the group of seven wealthy democracies say they will work together to ensure smooth supply chains for essentials in the future. This is SRN News. This decade, hey, I'm 860 The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com, 93.7 FM, W229DJ Denny, by downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 6411 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. 
For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Mostly sunny and warm today, high 89. For tonight, clear skies, low 69. Tomorrow, partly sunny and warm, high 87. Tomorrow night, clear skies, low 69. And for Tuesday, sunny to partly cloudy, remaining warm, high 87. Get your weather news when and how you want it wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That is your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Melissa Carter for AM860, The Answer. And we're back. I'm Dr. Bill. Got Ken with me. We're doing a show. Second half here. How you doing, Ken? Doing good. Waiting for an answer here. I wonder if we got a winner. I think we do. Just ha- don't have it yet, but it's coming. All right. Do we have any callers today? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're getting the information right now from the winner. So Very good. And uh, by the way, the guy that won last week, um, since I was sick, I got a little bit behind, but I'll get your mugs out to you, buddy boy. All right, very good. So uh, Elon Musk is uh, is not sanguine about our future. He said, we're inching our way into World War III. You know who else said that? I think we did. We did. <laughs> I think we did. I think Dr. Bill's been saying it for a while, and Ken's been backing me up on it. But uh, Yeah, he says no news to us, Elon. But... Uh, yeah, oh, my gosh. I don't, the winner's name is here. Hang on a second. All right, who we got? George McGee. George George McGee McGee of St. Petersburg knew that the doc came up with a case of ischemic bowel from COVID. (laughs) There you go. But he's fine now. The loop of uh, my jejunum, which is part of the small bowel, uh, lost the blood flow for several hours, but it came back, thank God. And, George, we'll get those uh, two coffee mugs out to you as soon as we can. And thanks to everybody who called in today and tried to win. And Yeah, George, and thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. And uh, we love everybody, and we want everybody to uh, have an opportunity to get a mug or two. That's our quest, to supply the world with mugs. <laughs> yep. Dr. Bill mugs. That's right. In every house across America. And the pens that we did for the... Uh, for the uh, on-site show, they're going like hot fire, like hotcakes at the at the office. So we put out a whole basket full, and that basket's gone in no time. I tell you, I, people love pens. They just come in, grab a handful, and run. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like wait a minute, that's not what we wanted to happen, though. <laughs> so we we let an employee go uh, this week, and Ken, she went ballistic. She threw 
sundry jars and broke them on the floor and oh my <laughs> she's yelling and screaming and she just went uh she went postal on us fortunately she wasn't armed yeah well, wow the uh, workforce is changing it's changing my friend you have to get some security there now doc yep i can't afford it meanwhile the uh the economy is still holding up, even though all these predictions that we're going to have a recession. And apparently uh, the uh, economists are saying it's because of us, because of us uh, spending our money and uh, investing wisely. And so uh, spending in selected categories uh, have gone up, especially for recreation, uh, financial, um, home remodeling, and uh, motor vehicles and parts, transportation, groceries and furnishing, gasoline and energy have not uh, spending have not gone up as much, but uh, which I don't really understand since you know people are spending money on recreation. But I guess they're talking about going to the movies and taking your kids to theme parks and near your house and that sort of thing. Probably, and, and people yeah. Are playing, yeah, they're playing with their house money too. They're refinancing or uh, taking out a second loan. Uh, home equity loans and to pay down uh, other higher interest debt. So it's 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 uh, it's interesting to see. And most of the of the home loans have uh, mortgage rates below six percent, according to calculations. Which is uh, why nobody's selling. Which is why there's a shortage of housing. Yeah, that and uh, and and people don't want to buy and pay seven or eight percent interest. Right. So you're not going to sell it. You're not going to sell your house if you got four. So you might as well sit there and get a second mortgage on it if you've got some equity and pay down your credit card debts and take the kids over to Disney World. Exactly. Uh, so it's it's an interesting uh, phenomena to see that uh, we're we're still holding up after all of this. The unemployment is ticking up, but it's not skyrocketing or anything like that. No. And and I think people also after COVID they're they're looking at the world a little bit differently, um, like trying to have the most toys before you die. Yeah, I, th- I think that's calmed down a lot, Ken. And I think people are thinking, you know what? Maybe I should first focus on not dying. <laughs> that might be the better strategy here. <laughs> and I don't think people are as driven to uh, run out and get as much goodies as they can. Uh, no, they're they're. It looks like they're more concerned about way of life nowadays. You know, there's a lot of resi- res- resistance to going back to the office, and that's causing some domino effect in yep. the um, urban areas, especially downtown. Restaurants are having a really tough time because they're not emptying out for lunch and they're not emptying out for dinner anymore the way they used to. Yep. So patterns was, have changed. It, it was busy downtown last night. I'll tell you that. Um, I, I don't know uh, where people are coming up with the money, but they got it. I mean, everybody's out walking around, eating dinner out at restaurants, and you know that's not cheap anymore. It's not cheap. No, but maybe they're saving money by not commuting into the office. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. So the uh, the latest from Japan on the uh, release of the radioactive water, which really wasn't radioactive. You know, we talked about that before. Uh, no tritium was found in the fish uh, so far. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, tritium is, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a heavy water. And 
it's a beta particle releaser, so it releases electrons, which are, you know, they, I mean, they hit your skin and that's the end of it. They're stopped very easily. A piece of paper could stop an electron. At any rate, so even at that, there's, a, and that's how they track whether or not it's, it's, it's a, a danger is the tritium, and there's no tritium that's discernible in, in the water that's being released. So uh, I think that that's a good thing. Of course, the Chinese are still not, not uh, convinced, and they don't trust it. <laughs> oh, well. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> now, what about our labor crisis? What's going to happen to us? We have a labor crisis? I not, think enough, not enough people, you mean? I think that, yeah, I think, you know, the baby boomers were, were the big generation. And, uh, and then the, what was the next one, Generation X? or? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what came after me. Yeah, I'm a baby boomer. Yeah. I'm, I'm the tail end of the baby boomers. Yeah, I'm, I'm the tail end of it, too. Or no, am I the, no, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. Yeah, I'm 10 years behind you, so. Yeah. So labor force. So leave part- some money for me, would you please, Doc? <laughs> Hell no! Don't empty out that Social Security I'm crazy. yet. <laughs> I took mine early, <laughs> and uh, you know now as as long as Medicare is paying well, I'm going to get everything done that I can get done. I think I might just have some bowel surgery just because. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, oh my gosh. Uh, it's it's unbelievable what some of these doctors and, and hospitals are charging, and uh, it's just ridiculous amount of money they they ask. But of course, Medicare doesn't pay that. But. Right, try to get some dental work done. My goodness, that'll set you back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You want implants? You're talking thousands of dollars for a tooth. Yeah, I know. Very very expensive. We were talking about that, Ken, about uh, uh, getting some orthopedic or some plastic surgery done the wife and i mm-hmm. and you know you know where you should go for that and I, i'm not kidding you is south korea that is a, a very inexpensive they have excellent health care there they're a first world country and uh you know people from singapore and from china and from uh, japan go there for their their health care and their their uh, little tummy tucks and their little facelifts and cheaper and just as good yeah better cheaper and better yeah they're they're right up with us they're they're at our level and uh, it's amazing i mean we we had some uh facial laser done when we were there years ago and i i told you about that didn't i i don't think so well i had a bunch of little bumps on my face which were like little fatty tumors or whatever and uh, so we went over there to visit the family, and my wife had a had a like a, a, a pigmented spot on her face. She wanted to get taken care of, so her sister in law took her to her family doctor, who also had a laser and did uh, did some uh, skin stuff. And so the wife went in there, and she got that thing lasered, and she said, "Billy, you got to go in there and get those bumps off your face." So I went in. And sat down with the guy, nice guy, didn't speak English, but, you know, the wife interpreted. And um, he said, this is what it, I think it is, and here's what I think we'll do. I said, okay. So he touched about 35 different places on my face with uh, with the topical uh, numbing medicine, xylocaine. He said, go wait in the waiting room about 45 minutes, and then I'll take care of it. So I went out there and sat there and then went in, laid down, put the, you know, the laser protective goggles on. And he zapped my face 35 places. And so I 
after that, I said, what do I owe you? And the nurse at the desk said, well, usually he charges $150. I'm thinking $150. Hell, if you got this done in the States, it'd be $2,500. <laughs> and, and then she said, but because you're a doctor, he's showing you courtesy. It's only $50. I'm like, <laughs> I could, my jaw dropped. I could not believe it. <laughs> 50 bucks. 50 bucks. 50. Oh, for, wow. for, for, for facial plastic laser. And uh, South Korea. All right. South Korea. So I went into his office and and uh, and I thanked him and I bowed to him, which is uh, uh, you know the Korean way of, of showing your gratitude. And uh, and then on the way out of Stovall's laser, <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> and are now charging twenty five hundred dollars per bump. <laughs> and now I'm getting yeah, no, we're going up. <laughs> These are going up. So our birth rate is dropping. You know, the U.S. birth rate per thousand people. Uh, in 1960, it was close to 25, and now we're down to about 10 per per thousand live births. So, where where are we going to get people to take care of? Us I don't know. Now? I got two kids. I did my part. Yeah, but are they going to take care of you? No. Why bother? These kids won't even take care of us. Why bother? Yeah, it's not like the old days. No. No, it's not. When you moved in with the daughter of the uh, son and yeah, that stayed there until happen. you died. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, you move in and they're out looking for a nursing home to dump. <laughs> now, my grandfather moved in with us. When I, 1965, my grandmother died and he moved in with us in 65 and was with us until uh, he attacked my mom one night because the dementia had got too much for him. And uh, at that point, they had to put him in a home. But uh, he was with us a long, long time. He gave me my first beer and my first cigarette. Thanks, Grandpa. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> and attacked your mother. <laughs> well, he was he was he was crazy at that point, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he the old uh, German, he had the the, the he had the uh, the accent until the day he died. Oh tone. Ken Kenneth, get up, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Was he a Nazi, or did he get out before this? He got out between the wars. He came here in 1922. Oh, so, yeah, so he escaped. He said he actually saw Hitler speak once at an event, but he was gone before he took over. So, You know, I saw on TV today, you know, the uh, the, the, the baby picture that, uh, that all the Nazi magazines used as the perfect Aryan child back in the 1930s, late 30s? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. She was a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> the story is her mother had taken her in for, you know, a baby photo at uh, one of the famous photographers in Berlin. And, uh, and then there was a contest uh, for the, um, the the most Aryan best looking baby. And she was a really good looking little baby. So this guy decided to enter her photo and he won. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't vet our babies. <laughs> And so the perfect Aryan baby is a Jew. <laughs> you got to love it, Ken. You got to love it. You can't make this stuff up. Too funny. You're right. It, it just, you know, cracks me up. i tell you what, it, it's unbelievable. Well, we got about 10 minutes left here. Anything new in uh, Russia, Ukraine, or is that just going along, slogging along, I guess, now? I think the Ukrainians have uh, have punched some holes in the Russian defenses, and now I don't know. Uh, what they're doing to stream through. And I know Biden is trying to tie aid to uh, 
the Ukraine to Israeli aid. Yeah. And uh, and then the, know, now the now the uh, Congress is going to tie all that to border security. It's all going to get tied together, all three of them. Well, yeah, but I don't think that they're going to get. I mean, they might get some bones from the White House on border security, but you know the the democrats they, they hate us they they hate our country and they want to see us destroyed and they want they want these people to come in they want the terrorists in here they want the anti-semites well we don't no we don't <laughs> so and, that's why we're going to have an election and you know what to do folks that's right that's right oh did you see where pence dropped out yeah i saw that yesterday mike ran out of money huh another rhino bites <laughs> plus the nobody was listening to him anyway no. I mean, first of all, the, the, the first thing you do not do is diss uh, uh, Trump if you want to run for president. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can debate him and you can disagree with him, but to disrespect him and say, well, he tried to make me do something I didn't want to do. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, he, all he said is, can't you stop the, you know, hold up the boat and, and uh, tie it up until we can investigate? I mean, that's all he wanted him to do, and Pence was like, Ooh. "Well, and yeah, he he never had a shot at it. He never really did." What do you think no. of Nikki? Oh, what do you think of her? Nikki Haley, I like her, but uh, I don't think she's going to win. I don't see her beating uh, Trump or DeSantis. Although she she looks like she's a a heck of a of a stateswoman and and very astute. Yeah, she seems to have um, the um, credentials for international oh, yeah. work you know so she'd make a great vice president and yeah. uh, then run for the presidency in uh in the next cycle um if trump wins and she's vice president um he'll he'll be done after this second term you can only have two terms and he'll only be the second non-sequential two-term president after grover cleveland there you go cleveland won lost and won again I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. The old fat man. I think I think Jack <laughs> was the only fatter president than Cleveland. They were big boys. <laughs> Cleveland had a special bathtub put into the White House. <laughs> that big, huh? Okay. Yeah, he was he was a big boy. He was three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't see any. Uh, I don't see DeSantis making any gains any further. I don't know where his campaign stands at this point. Yeah, I, I I don't either, and I'm not I'm not sure what his strategy is, and even if it is a strategy at all, um, I mean he has a good rap, but the, the personality and the delivery is uh, I don't know, it's a little flat. You know what I'm saying? Not good on television. No, he's not good on television, and his voice is is uh, not it's not that deep resounding, uh, you know, the commanding voice that that Trump and and other great leaders have had and he doesn't have the charisma of uh of a clinton uh or a reagan so uh, yeah reagan sure had that man reagan we talked oh, to you yeah. on television it was like he's sitting in the living room yeah and clinton too i mean clinton i feel your pain i mean he he could get right inside your head and um uh, brett hume said he was the most gracious man he'd ever met he he was really impressed with his his demeanor um I don't know about his policies, but he liked his <laughs> demeanor. You know Brett Hume. He's uh, yeah. a newsman with Fox. He's the senior guy there now. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Yeah, I met Clinton so, once. Yeah. I was in a line waiting to shake hands because I was a 
I snuck into an area that I wasn't supposed to be in <laughs> during a presidential event. But he and came he, by and he shook my hand. I said, he said, I asked him, Mr. President, you're looking a little tired. I said, I know I am. <laughs> and he, he kept on going. <laughs> Long day. <laughs> hey, what's what's going on with this Alaskan airline pilot who tried to shut down? Oh, man, that's scary. I mean, are they going to lock this guy up? I hope so. Mental institution or what? I mean, he's crazy. He was doing drugs. He was taking some funny mushrooms or something like that. I mean, what what kind of wacko uh, airplane pilot would do that? I mean, come on, you an ex airline pilot. <laughs> you got to stay sober, dude. Well, he was sober. He had taken him like the day before. He wasn't even flying. He was in a jump seat in the cockpit. Yeah, I know. And, and stood uh, up and tried to turn the engines off. Yeah. I wonder how that would go. I wonder. Dude, they don't have much lift, do they? They don't soar very well. Those planes are too heavy. They uh, kind of start falling right away. You got some glide time, but not a whole lot, you know. So, but they got him out of there and actually put him in handcuffs. So, he actually requested the handcuffs. I think. Did he? I think he did. I think he told him, "You're going to have to put me in handcuffs." And then later on, he tried to open up an exit door. So he was he was nuts. He was gone on whatever it is he was in, too that day. Well, you know, the uh, hallucinogens, they can cause a, a psychotic break. And uh, But why on earth is a pilot taking hallucinogenic drugs? Because he doesn't like his license. He wanted to lose it. Well, he lost it. I think he did, yeah. It's all over, let me tell you. I think he's been fired, and probably the FAA took away his right to fly. Yeah, But it's scary. There's, some, there's one guy out there like that. Or how many others are out there right now? You don't know. You just don't know. I mean, it's like this guy up in Maine. Why are we letting these people run loose? Why aren't we? I mean, especially pilots, they should be drug screened, you know, every three months. Uh, they should be alcohol screened every three months. And uh, and psychologically and, tested once a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they've got a big responsibility. They've got two, three, four hundred people on a plane now. And uh, you bring down a plane, and you've you've you're basically you're a mass murderer. And there have been examples of that. I think somebody a few years back in Malaysia brought down a plane because he was depressed and wanted to kill himself. I don't know why he wanted to take three hundred people with him, but well, he thought they were depressed too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nasty assumption to make, son. Yes, it is. And what about this uh, Egyptian pilot? Remember, he took that plane down in the late 80s, early 90s. I can't remember what year it was. It was coming from the United States going to uh, Cairo, and he took it down in the middle of the Atlantic, and he was a jihadist. Hmm. You remember that? Something, yeah, I remember. There's been about three or four instances of crazy pilots killing a lot of people. So, so now do we have to screen our pilots as we come onto the plane? I'd, I'd like to interview the, the I'm never I'm never leaving the house anymore, Doc. I'm just gonna stay inside. <laughs> and 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 you have to be very careful because they may drop the plane on your house. <laughs> so make sure you look outside before you go out. <laughs> you got about a minute and a half here, Doc. What do you want to talk about for a minute and a half? Well, I'll tell you what, I think the COVID is it's still here. A lot of people are getting it and uh as I said earlier in the show, it does have the potential for complications, especially the, the clotting complications like I had with my gut. So um, I'm going to go back to adding on the anticoagulants along with the Paxlovid and the prednisone. The prednisone because it stimulates an autoimmune response, this virus does, as well as a clotting response. And um, although it's 
uncommon, it, it certainly can, can be a serious and life-threatening complication to, complications to have a, a clot somewhere in your body, especially in your gut or a heart attack. And uh, one of my friends told me that uh, he had a buddy who had COVID and a week, two weeks later, he had a heart attack, no history, hmm. no history of heart disease. You got about so, 20 seconds, Doc. You want to give a phone number twice or so? 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. I'm Dr. Bill. We're at 6399 38th Avenue North, telemedicine, full-service clinic. Come on in. I'm out of here, buddy boy. See you next week, Doc. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.